Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone, it's the Revmen podcast this week on the eve, well actually the morning uh, of uh, Liverpool, Benfica. We'll talk a bit around that, we're going to talk a bit about the weekend, we're going to talk about the weekend ahead, we're going to talk around the latest Mo Salah contract rumours because this is our life, Um, this is the life that we have now uh, where we are basically just a bunch of people who think nothing more about life than Mohamed Salah and his contract and Willy Woney and all the people who throw the oars in left, right and centre, including apparently the Egyptian sports minister, um, yeah, who I might, after this, hate more than the culture minister in this in, in this country. Um, really? The, 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 yeah. More? Yeah. It's hard to get most Salah to leave. Yeah, we'll we talk have, about we it, we'll talk about it, what a knob. Um, right. <laughs> Steve and Chris are here with Paul, Speaking by the way. Which, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Paul with Steve or Chris Page. I, I need to just get it out. So fucking angry. Um, yeah, anyway, kickoff question this week comes from W32D5, um, who says If uh, you had to pick one player to babysit your kids, which player and why? Now, we'll go Liverpool player, I, I presume. But yeah, if you had to pick a Liverpool player to babysit your kids, which player would it be and why? Go first? I'll, yeah, I'll go first. I'll pick Sadio Mane. Okay. Seems like a nice, wholesome bloke. Doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. Not, don't have to worry about him getting hammered on. You know, when when the kids are asleep, setting the house on fire because he fell asleep on the couch. Uh, Which Liverpool players have done that? Feels like a very Andy Carroll <laughs> thing to do that. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I can yeah. see Robbo having a couple of like. I can moves. imagine him swinging from the light shades. <laughs> I haven't had too many like uh, fizz whiz with the kids. I don't think you'd have to worry too much of Sadio. Oh, it was the for drugs, by the way. It was the the, the pop and candy stuff. I don't think you'd have to worry about Sadio bringing loads of women around to your house while you're out yeah. and stuff like that as well. He seems like a nice, again nice wholesome guy, and my son really loves Sadio Mane, so that's a win for for him as well. So yeah, I I pick Sadio. I think he's a I think he's a good guy. Yeah, I'm gonna like my the girl's favorite song is the Bobby Firmino song. So That's it's going for Bobby for me. You know, like we were listening to the Ragamuffins thing yesterday. I picked them up from gymnastics and we listened to their album in the car on the way home. And they got in this morning. They were like, Bobby Firmino song again. I was like, yeah, of course we're doing the Bobby Firmino song again. Like, and he drinks that, whatever that tea is that they all drink is matcha tea or something like that. So they're all, all the Brazilians love all that type of thing. But really it's about making them enjoy going and being babysat because then they'll ask for it more. 
Yeah. And that's what I ultimately Can we go want. to Uncle Bobby's house? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, all these footy players are going to... Like, we've been to Lucas Laver's house. It was amazing. Like, you know, football pitch, massive garden and all that type of stuff. That's the type of thing that they all kind of have. So they're going to want to go there every week. And I'm A-OK with Bobby Firmino babysitting my kids every weekend. That's absolutely fine by me. A, he's a great guy. He's going to have loads of fun with them. He's a bit of a family man as well. He'll sing the Bobby Firmino song on his white grand piano. Yeah. And that's just... And if he can babysit me at the same time I'm there for it too yeah I um see I had this from the from the slight other side of this is someone coming into your house to be that's what I thought yeah so I went Bobby Firmino as well because I see him as this Mary Poppins style yeah. figure where he's just a bit weird and a bit quirky and a bit like he'll do like magic tricks for the kids and feel I feel certain of it they won't quite know how to, how to take him they'll probably be like oh yeah well you know we'll 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 run the rule over him and then he'll like he strikes me as the kind of guy who has those like gas capsules a la Batman that he'll just throw them on the floor and go Poof! and he'll disappear in a puff of smoke and then he'll appear behind the door somewhere else and I reckon that's how he goes from room to room in his life of not being perfectly honest. And also, look, listen, there's hat. an energy crisis on at the moment. He's not going to need the light switching on. He'll just oh, yeah. smile in every room, light them up, <laughs> and you sound, save you a few quid. I'm worried that, he, you know, that he goes around just volley, like high kicking pitcher off frame. Like, like we used to do with the left back challenge. Bobby Fino's doing that in, somewhere in your house. Now he's like the big celebration kick of fuck, Bobby's broken up a lamp. I suppose he can pay for it. Yes, he can. He, he's, he can he's, buy me a more expensive lamp. He can, yeah, with with a light switch on the on the top. Yes, no, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Get us your suggestions for which Liverpool player you would like to have babysit your kids or your hypothetical kids or yourself, um, depending on how old yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm of fine. Like, like, look, Bobby, me and the kids are going to stay with you. Cat's going to go out with the mates. Is that okay with you, Bobby? It's fine. I'll, I'm, I'm game if you're game, my friend. What's your Bobby a cook for tea? I don't know. I, I saw. Not a hundred percent sure. I've made this joke before about like um, a, a, a bowl of hat with a single plum floating in perfume. <laughs> as like it's a yeah, that's a sharp reference if ever there was one. Um, yeah, something weird. I mean, I'm sure in, he's Brazilian, so probably just meat. Lots of barbecue. Lots of meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I like that. Why yeah. not? Indeed. Definitely uh, staying at home with the kids. Honorable mention for someone like. Robbo, I reckon, who I think would speak to the kids on their own level. I imagine he's the kind of guy you'd come home and it'd be midnight and he'd be like, he'd be like on the like Smash Brothers with the or something like that. He strikes yeah. me as that kind of like that. that kind of guy. Um, yeah, Maybe sorting out the um, Little Mermaid Lego. What sorting it out? Yeah, I was sorting out, what? making it. Oh wait, right. I thought you were like like organising it. Like that's a very if he wants to organise the Lego, he can do. It's a job. big box full of loads and loads of Lego. James Milner is more than Nanny McPhee it, it, approaching oh, this. Yeah. I think you don't like, need him though. You lose him form. forever. Are you kidding me, Nanny McPhee style? It's a thing. I don't like it. At least if your if your house wasn't a hundred percent tip top condition, which ours never is, with the two kids, if you were, let James Milner walk into your room and then you come back five hours later, and your house will be spick and span, everything would be measured and straight. The Lego drawer. He'd go in and he'd be fuming that I buy like Morrison's own apple and blackcurrant juice and not Ribena though. And then he'll leave straight away and that was it. Or you change, leave him change forever and realise that there's, there's better things to spend your money on so you might as well save a few bob here and there. He'd, I reckon he'd love that genuinely. I reckon he hasn't thought about the fact that you can go to like Aldi and get... He definitely dusts the top shelf, James Miller, Yeah, and your kids would be like, your kids would be impeccable. You know what I mean? Like they'd be lined up military precision when you got back. Yeah. 
they'd be they'd be scarred for life probably like <laughs> you know what I mean because kids these days are not used to that kind of behaviour like but uh, yeah it is what it is right sounds um, yeah we are we, yeah, we we take extra questions for Red Men podcast extra we've got two episodes streaming right now on Red Men Plus we're going to do an extra one at the end of the show because we're doing a new show this week uh, the LFC draft more details on that to follow um, but yeah you can always get your questions in if you're a club legend you can use the podcast kickoff questions channel on the Discord as well um, just before we get into things Chill sent us a super chat in another memorable night in yellow tonight as Liverpool swarm round Benfica like wasps near a jam jar. I'm here Love for that. Him. Yeah, I'm very much here for that. James Milner would have the lid on that jam jar. There would be no wasps. He would be. It'd be tired to be in the fridge. The wasps would be spread. I reckon he's dead. got a. I reckon he's got a net to throw over his food when he sits outside. James Milner. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, One of those little pop up white ones. Yeah, probably just has it in his footy socks. Mosquito candles. And all that stuff. Uh, right, okay. Podcast <laughs> sponsor this week is Who Knows Wins. Is that a stroke? What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> was that <a> <laughs> okay. Right, cool. Yeah, uh, Who Knows Wins is our sponsor this week. As it was for the last few weeks, uh, we've been having good fun with this, where you basically have 10 fixes. You have to predict who's going to win or whether it'll be a draw. Uh, and the people in the league with the most overall correct answers are in the chance of winning heavy dough. Um, two people on the Red Men team. <laughs> Came home with dough this week. Yeah, they did. That's right. Mr. Chris Pajak picked up a whole like one pound sixty nine, baby. Nice. <laughs> the funniest, almost the funniest of numbers. Uh, this week's winner was Mrs. Charlie Machen, who uh, topped the league with six. Uh, which does that does that hurt a little bit? That no, you were so I'm close fine. to winning. I was made up for it. She won a tenner. Yeah. I was made up for her. Like I'm disappointed that I've been beat used by more. But I'm not bothered about not winning. Ross and Tom getting two is a shout out. Yeah. Brilliant for them. Um, we actually kind of showed the hat. We got the hat finally. Who knows wins actually sent the loser's hat over. And um, Tom is nearly got away with it. Here's Ross in all his glory. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom, Tom's missed out with Ross the who knows nothing hat. You uh, know nothing, Jon Snow. Stay, keep your eyes peeled to our socials because everyone who's lost is going to have to wear the hat. We'll do a little montage today. Oh, is it going on Instagram? Probably. Yes. I don't need to wear the hat. I do. I oh, think cool. I've lost. I, I, yeah, I think I might have lost last week. Mid-table mediocrity every week, baby. You Pride did lose last week. You lost last week. Oh, yeah, probably did. Um, before a form, one person Pedro. won, by the way, with nine. No one got ten. Six thousand quid. Six won. grand. Yes, Six grand for that. that. Face, the rock surprised face. Didn't even need to get ten <laughs> right. So, yeah, someone called, someone called Rose Lee got nine and won six grand. And then one person got eight and got 500 quid. And then loads of seven, sixes, fives. Yeah, but yeah, n- not even a, not even a ten was needed. It was Did hardly... they get the Chelsea result wrong? Do you reckon? I'm not sure. You can check who, what they'd guessed on. Um, I'll have a look. No, nothing to. I can't. But no, you'd, you'd, I you'd, mean, you'd like that's probably the one. I don't think many will have. I think that's where you chance. that's where you tend to win, though, isn't it? I think in in, in them regards, like whenever you look at Zag, whenever else is fancy footy, and yeah, the person who, who tops it is like they picked the guy who got four goals that week, the random Brentford midfielder who did really well. Is they've got him as their triple captain for that week? So yeah, it might, it might well be six thousand quid. I know. Well, yeah, but it, but it, it goes to it goes to saying what we've, we've been saying about this one is you don't need to be perfect on this. You don't need to do your ten out of ten. It's not an acker. You get to have a bit of fun with it, and you know, and to the point. If that's now. I've won money, you've won money, Charlie's won money out of our little group over the last couple of weeks. So not not massive money, but for the for the for the laugh to, to, to So I found out Reese was watching Hello Reese from Who Knows Wins watching live. He said they actually got the Brentford Chelsea one right. It was Wolves Villa they got wrong. 
Wow. So there you go. If, if uh, Stevie G would have pulled his finger out, it could have been an, an even bigger. Uh, but yeah. he doesn't matter because he won one. He got the no full prize. Yeah. yeah. Big shout out to Reese. He's going to give us all a few pointers. It was meant to be on this week's show. We had some technical issues. He'll hopefully be in the podcast next week to, uh, to help make help make us all better at the game. Um, you just need it more than others. Do you want to look at the, this week's fixtures, maybe? What? Just saying, you just need it more than others. Who? You, you two. Me? Yeah. We did get four. I've won more money than you. You've lost more though as well. <laughs> Wait, that's not true. I've not lost. I've not lost the game. Oh, 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 yeah. I don't have to wear that hat ever. Ah. Pride cover for four to four. <laughs> uh, the link is in the description. Of the, by the way, if you want to download the app and get involved, make sure uh, you are gamble away. If you're not into this kind of thing, then don't. Do you have look at this Change your lifestyle. But yeah, we will look at the, this week's fixtures. Um, Arsenal, Brighton. He says squinting at the screen. Um, Southampton, Chelsea, Watford, Leeds, Villa, Spurs, Middlesbrough versus Hull, Nottingham Forest versus Birmingham, Preston versus QPR, Reading versus Cardiff, Swansea versus Derby. And West Brom versus Stoke. Oh, two old Pulis West sides. Brom, Stoke. I'm, I'm, I'm back and draw now. I, can, I don't know what else I'm doing on the other ones. Swansea, Cardiff let me down on the last one. Because everyone, apparently, I don't know, what everyone on the app was going for Cardiff, so I just like blindly followed. And then Swansea. I think I'd draw on that one because I thought it'll be one of those close things. And Swansea, Swansea just wiped the floor with them. The day of all days. And to win 4 0 in a derby must be absolutely. I mean, we do it quite often, but for, <laughs> but for them, yeah, it must be amazing. But yeah, I'm guarantee. I don't know what else I'm picking yet, but I guarantee West Brom Stokes 0 0. £10,000 prize pot to pay for, uh, to put it up for grabs. As we said, you know, you can, you don't need to be perfect to win that as well, which is, which is, which is very good indeed. Um, so yeah, as I said, the link is in the description underneath. Who knows wins? You can search it up on the App Store as well if you want to. Uh, but really, really, just use our link because it makes us look really good. Um, and there's that, and then uh, yeah, play along, and of course, we'll um, we'll see how you got on compared to us next week. And yeah, follow our socials to see uh, how we all get on. But apart from Chris, of course. Uh, who else? Is, who else hasn't lost? I don't know. I think I, I, I think it's everyone. Has, Charlie hasn't lost. Charlie has lost. Has she? Yeah. I can find this out, but I'm not going to. Okay. Because in case it's to me. You have lost. Defo lost. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'll wear it. I'll wear the. Yeah, I'll do it now. No, 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 but we're gonna for the rest of the podcast. Oh, trucker state. Actually, you know, you don't look like a trucker. You look like somebody who's got model trains. <laughs> I look like I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I look like someone who shouldn't be allowed near a school, is what I look like. <laughs> Great, more of that to come on the Redman socials. Yeah, again, download uh, the app terms and conditions, apply and all that good stuff as well. Right. How's my hair look after that? I've got a hat here now. Yeah, it's fine. Is there a hat here? Yeah, no, you're fine. looking a bit like Doc Brown now. Lippo Wofford. Not the statement win, I think we all kind of would have felt eased by, Steve, but... Uh, whatever, really, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, me and I, obviously I was in here with the, for the watch song with Errol, and it's like, I never felt like we weren't going to win, but it was, a it, again, it, I, me and Errol sat there, we had our sweet team, I was like, wouldn't it be nice if we just won 5-0 and we can just chat about WAF? And in the end, we, we, we had to be fully focused on the game for the whole that time, so naughty Liverpool made me work harder than I wanted to. But yeah, in, in general, like you say, mate, um, yeah, you can have to then, you know, back from a break against a very organised side. We found a way, and that's that's the key at this point, like finding a way. I don't think we're going to see vintage Liverpool many times, if ever, between now and there's just too many games, just, and there's just too much pressure on the games. So it is about finding a way to win, and ultimately, like, it's it's keeping that, the back, I mean, Virgil and Matip and the goalkeeper are just out of this world. So if you're going to keep clean sheets, you bank on one of the other lads just doing something, a good a good header from Jota or someone's going to win a pen or something mad's going to happen. So I think, I, I remember Jürgen saying, didn't he, he had a meeting and 
January time where they said, listen, we have to sort this defence out, it's not good enough. And since then it's been immaculate, give or take. So that's the that's what that's the foundation now. It's a very it's it's hard to get your head around it, but Liverpool's game plan is no longer going to score five, it's don't let any in and we'll always get one somewhere. It feels like that's the that's where we're edging towards now. And to be fair, it makes sense because it's impossible to leg leg around every single pitch, every single game. We, we, we just, it just is impossible. So I'm quite all right with it. It's interesting because we talked about this on the final word, um, not the final word on the build-up build up show. show about how Andy Robbo isn't being anywhere near as gung ho of late. You don't see him getting to the byline time after time after time, and it's clearly what we're talking about there is Liverpool has just gone. We'll, we'll just keep a clean sheet and we'll trust our good lads to, to win the game. We're not going to overcommit because we know what Liverpool's weaknesses have been this season. It's And it's everyone's weakness when you're an attacking side. It's pace on the, the counter. And we've definitely just decided, well, we're not going to throw the kitchen sink at teams and blow them away because we'll just trust that it's a 90-minute football match. It's very 18-19, 19-20 Liverpool we're seeing at the moment. It's not the, not the wild gung-ho side that we started the season with. Yeah, listen, I think Steve mentioned it earlier. They were organised side you know and that's what it kind of comes down to what we have got and what we've built up over the last few weeks is that thing where you poke the bear and we do, and we do you straight away like Watford nearly score and we go down the other end straight away and, and, and score and that's something that we did to Arsenal I think we did it the next week against somebody else as well so we've seen it maybe three or four times over the last two months or whatever but Liverpool don't need to go out there and blow teams away. There's there's no point at the moment. If it comes down to goal difference, it comes down to goal difference. But ours right now is better. Mm-hmm. You know, Liverpool put twenty shots against Watford. Not enough on target. Not from good enough positions. Yeah. But that game was total dominance. The final scoreline does kind of suggest that in some ways. We had 73% possession on the game, 71 first half, 75 second half when they're chasing the game. You look at the momentum charts, they barely have anything. They had one shot in the second half, which I believe was the one that went wide of the post yeah. and would have been called back for offside had it gone to VAR anyway. So actually, if you, if that's the case, they didn't have a shot in the second half when they're chasing the game. Yeah. He, uh, Hodgson did his thing where he br- brings his three subs on with 15 minutes to go. They did nothing. Yeah. You know, we stayed in the game. We get a penalty, we win the game 2-0, we walk away it was a 12.30 kickoff. it was a shit 12.30 kickoff. they're all shit 12.30 kickoffs. but those after the international break are the hardest ones to win, we walk out there we got to put a little pressure on Lafford City for about 15 minutes until they kicked off and scored a goal and everything was over and done with, yeah. but we'd done our job for the weekend and that's all that mattered Yeah, no absolutely on that, it, it was I, I never got, an, I, saw, I heard a couple of people saying I'd be a bit nervous or whatever about it I never felt I never felt that. And, one and shot in the second half. And and I, 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 think, I do think the telly coverage adds to that a lot because they're looking for it and they've got this the, the whole high line, Liverpool's defence, blah 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 blah. But I agree, Chris, and I, I mainly mainly I was less nervous because I had fellas behind me just going, It's offside that. That's offside, and I don't I, of course you could never know, hey, because you're behind the goal. Um but also because it never gets pulled back because nothing comes of it. But you're dead right. We've had this time and time again this season is I mean, and, and even more so in telly post coverage, where they go, "Oh, this was a great chance for someone because it wasn't ruled off because they didn't need to put the flag up because it either goes wide or Liverpool Alice deal with it." it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's tons of these. Virgil spoke about it post match. He says like, "It's the, the, the linesmen don't put the flags up, so it looks like we're worse at this than we actually are." Yeah. And and it do, it does kind of feed into this notion that it's a bit more on a knife edge, and again, the commentators feed into that because it it makes for better telly. To make it seem like Liverpool might feel or be a bit fragile. So someone saying if you took Allison out of this team, they wouldn't be competing for the title. I mean, 
I mean, it's, it's nonsense for the starkest Kelleher's boss, but also, yeah. It, we signed Allison. We bought yeah, him. We signed Allison, and, we bought him, you know. And Allison has been busier for, for ineffectual officiating. He's had more saves to make. He's been brought into action loads more than he should have done because the flags should just go up. But they just there's no there's no there's no need for linesmen anymore. Basically, you know, other than just to, to when it's blatant and they go right, let's not even waste everyone's time. But on marginal calls, they're just yeah, yeah. Stupid. It's it, like I say we catch more teams offside than anyone, and it actually the figure would actually be even higher if Allison was shit. Because if Allison was shit and all those one on ones went in, yeah. then we'd have more offsides. It's like you know, yeah. I know you did the statue a while ago with John, didn't you? But Allison's the best one on one goalkeeper I think he's ever seen, and we, we've seen that. The reason we play a high line is because we know, right? Okay, if you manage to time your run perfectly and the pass is perfect, which is hard. And then, all right, you're running through one goal against the best one-on-one goalie in the world. We'll back ourselves that, A, you're not, the pass will be wrong. B, you're going to be offside if you get it. And C, worst case is, we'll be back the fella in the, in the goal to more often than not save it. Um, again, he's made one mistake, Touchwood, so far in this season. It was at Spurs when he, he got that one a bit wrong. But other than that, he, he's unbelievable. So it's almost like it feels worse than it is because... Our goalie's so good, which is which is a mad thing to say. If every single one of them go in and Alisson's garbage at one I mean, on ones, the flag goes this, up. Haven't you? Because David De Gea is having a good season for Manchester United, and but every good season he's had for Man United is because Man United are crap. And because he's tied to his fucking years. line, by the well, way. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a goalie who who wants to be busy because that's how he looks good. And you have them. You're like, Shea Given was that goalie. I think Hugo Lloris is a bit that type of goalie. Jordan Pickford's that type of goalie. Where they've got uh, Ramsdale's definitely is the best that type goalkeeper of goalie. in the league. The lad who makes the most saves. No. <laughs> Right, there yeah. you go, end of. Yeah, yeah. Right, normally it's fucking Nick Pope, like or yeah. something like that, you know what I mean, who, who faces a lot of shots. That, that's all it is, and it's the same as centre-backs, the, the same argument. Oh, Van Dijk doesn't show up on the stats. No, of course, because he doesn't have to fucking head the ball away yeah. 400 times a game. It was the Adam Bissaka versus Trent. Yeah. Look how many tackles he makes. And he doesn't even get any side no more. Yeah, yeah, Shut yeah. up. Tackles. The best like, like tackles, is it? Like, tackles, is it? Like, like, all right, great. You know, tackles for Liverpool are... Triggers to get the crowd excited. That's all Liverpool use tackles for. And Thiago sometimes just because he fancies a slide. Yeah, just to just to, to start off a counter attack yeah. with a pass tackle is what what Thiago does it for. But Liverpool don't tackle anyone because you don't because like slide tackles. Are, you take yourself out the game if you tackle. Yeah. Also, if there was a staffer, if there was a staffer boxing things off without actually doing a lot about it, that's Verge will be top of that because like the one where Saar goes down the left hand wing and Verge just jogs after him and goes. So I'll just take that off you. Or like we saw him get Martinez in the, for Inter and he didn't even try. Or the lad in the first half who shoots from like 40 yards on the dip and volley over the bar because he's like, he sees you up against Van Dijk and goes, the fuck am I meant to do here? Yeah. That's what Virgil does. Like he, he's, it's the presence of Virgil almost. He, he, that's how he defends. Just a right chance. Have a go, have a go. Do you remember happens. Thierry Henry versus Jamie Carragher? It's like that in reverse where Thierry Henry would run towards Carragher and he would just like he would he just like shimmy his neck and Carragher would melt trip him, yeah he would just trip himself <laughs> up because like Henri just adds him like and Virgil van Dijk has got that with every forward in the world where he's just like what are you gonna do and and they go oh my god oh my god it's Virgil I go, if I go this way he's gonna do this if I go this way. oh I've lost the ball and, and, it, yeah. and it's down the other end oh well that was okay. oh they've got that yeah, 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 genuinely um, so yeah it was it, it's I don't really know of course none of us really knows how this season is going to go but it was I was doing the starting 11 prediction for Benfica and I kind of was like oh it could be this could be this and I, I thought what I know about Klopp is that will he doesn't do wild things anymore 
You know, it's not like when we in the first couple of seasons where we turn up and we, we're playing a false nine against Man City away. Oh wow, that worked. Genie Wilder was incredible. a front in the new camp, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like just, just you know, we're bringing, uh, we're beating Chelsea at the Stamford Bridge. We're bringing a striker on instead of bringing a defender on. Oh, okay, sad. Yeah, go for it. We'll probably just be like this now for the rest of the season because this is how Liverpool played when we won the the Champions League, and this is how Liverpool played when we won the title. Um, the one talking point, uh, well, it wasn't really a talking point, but they obviously tried to make Hodgson it Hodgson made a talking point? Yeah. The penalty, like, it's a penalty all day long because he wrestles Jota to the floor. Ed would be proud of that spear. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's mad that, like, we can all sit here and go, it's definitely a penalty, that. And yet, I had no idea that what it was in the ground. Mate, we were shitting ourselves going, how long have they... They haven't had the ball for like 10 minutes. It can't be their penalty. Can it? Surely it can't be their penalty. Yeah, it's that, been a long time since they've had the ball. I, I presumed, because I, the only thing I could think of was that we shouted for handball on the edge, and I presumed it was for that, because it was the only thing I could imagine it could have been for. And, and Roy Hodgson's defence of it is, Liverpool never appealed for it, and there was no appeal for it. And so... I do have a bit of sim. I actually Can have I a speak bit of sim- directly to Roy here because on. I did this yesterday on the final word. So Roy, you said that it, no one was claiming for it, nobody'd seen it, and that's not what VAR is for. Roy, that's exactly what VAR is for, mate. It is literally for things that people haven't seen. It is for the mistakes that the referees don't uh, they make because they haven't seen it. That's why we've brought VAR in. I know you're old. I know it's difficult for you, but remember this: it is for mistakes. That was a mistake. It was a rugby tackle, and that is that. You didn't see it because he was busy rubbing his face, probably. Um, yeah, it's true. It, it's but the thing is, I, I have I have sympathy in, 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 to some extent with it because I don't I don't wildly disagree with that that notion of it becomes the nitpicky part of footy. It's just that it's they should always be pens, but they're never pens. Yeah, but I've never you rarely see that. You see a bit of shit grabbing and what I'm pushing back and forwards. You never see a lad looking the other way from the ball and thinking he's fucking rhino and just spearing someone to the floor. That just doesn't happen. That was and at first I was thinking when if, me and I were just chatting away, I was like, oh, "I've got a free kick," and then obviously stupid that was doing the thing. I was like, "Is he sending him off for that foul? Because it didn't seem that bad the foul." And then you go out because you know the first replay comes up and you're like, "He's clearly going to give a penalty." You know, mm-hmm. I was I had the hindsight of seeing seeing what was happening. I was like, "Yeah, that's a pen." And it was one of those where it was like. I couldn't quite tell at first if Jota had almost like DDT'd, like give him a, and it was like, oh no, he's he's clearly just thrown him to the floor. But that's what I'm saying. Chris is right on the VAR stuff. That is what VAR is for. It's a clear and obvious error. Not even an error by the referee, because why would you see that? The ball's going the other way. Everyone's too busy looking at where that's going. But there's a fella throwing Jota to the floor. Like if you're going to defend and not look at the ball, that's your fault. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. When, when I say sympathy, I have sympathy in so much as if they, if they'd not done anything about that, no one would have been asked. No one knew. Yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that. And I, so I, I kind of, as I said, I, to, to speak to Roy Hodgson's point, and I would rarely go to, the, to, to, to bat for him at all, but I get it. I get why he would feel that because oh. literally no one, had, no one had a clue what it was for. And the this game is part could of have the gone. problem, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is part of the problem that Jota didn't appeal because he knows that you're not, you don't get them. And that's the issue. Like, we were talking about it yesterday. We, we half back to the Martin Scale and the fact that, you know, he used to always give penalties away for random stuff, but he had that reputation of doing that. And there was a point where it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because he did it time and time yeah. again. Refs were looking for it. Refs don't look for it anymore. You need to stamp all of that out the game, whether it's for Liverpool or against Liverpool or whatever. You do it for six weeks. Everyone's given and then it stops. The f- and that's the end of that. And if it's not given, by the way, we draw apparently 1-0. According to... <laughs> I've gone to everything I've seen. Like, Liverpool, oh, you're lucky. I was like, yeah, we did Drew 1 0. 
Yeah, we'd have dropped all of them. We'd have dropped, yeah, yeah, we'd have been surrounded. Yeah, I mean, and the, the, the thing that Roy Hodgson's inevitably annoyed about, we were chatting about this on the drive home, is, is that he's got his subs primed. He's, he's ready for his Roy Hodgson with, with, within touching distance here. We're just one counter attack or one corner away from getting a point here and looking like absolute geniuses, which has been a shtick for his entire career. Liverpool fans who, who, who supported us during the Hodgson day will remember that's how we played under oh, him as well. Oh, oh, Liverpool fans. The, the the small minority who actually listened to what he said. Yeah, but that's how we played. That's how we played. You know that that was our style of play under Roy Hodgson. So it's it was obvious that it was going to be that all day long. The the penalty just took that all, all away. And the second it goes to two 0 it's it's game over and it's lovely. It was just a lovely way to just lovely little five minutes the, the, the game out. Question I want to ask for you is: Should we just make Fabinho our penalty taker? He's got a fucking strong argument, hasn't he? He's really good at them. Um, it's weird because I, I'll be honest, like, and I say this all the time, most Salah makes me nervous with the style of penalty he takes because it's more random, I think, at times. You you can't do that run-up and put that much power on him and know exactly where you're going. There's a there's a, there's a speed accuracy trade-off there, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't do both. Um, I don't think you can take pen, Salah off pens now. I just don't think I don't think that ends well, especially when you're trying to get the fellas to sign up on contract. My problem but, with him is that and it's my only issue with Mo Salah is, is the penalty taking thing and I get it it's because he wants the golden boost and all the like it's a Harry Kane thing isn't it is that it's a good way to add some good numbers to your, to your overall goal tally for the season and I think he's a fine penalty taker he's a very good one he is and he's gotten better actually but that I agree on that Fabinho just looks like a he look and maybe this is just the eyeball testing you know this because is the, it's the this is Mo Salah all over he's the he's the top goal scorer in the premier league but he doesn't at no point does he ever really look like a finisher he doesn't look like i never get the feelings that i got for fernando torres or robbie Fowler or even michael Owen slightly and he scores more goals than all of them but he does yeah I don't know, what's your take on it, Chris? No, leave Salah on them, to be honest with you, because he gets confidence from goals, and it's another way to give him confidence. Yeah. The more goals he gets, the more goals he gets type of thing. Like it, it, it's, a, it's one of them, isn't it, where the graph just sort of goes up and up and up. So don't take them off him because he, he gets confidence. Yeah, all goal scorers get confidence. Fabinho's not going to play better for scoring a penalty. Mm. Salah does. Mm. But if we win more games because we score more pens. Name me the games we've lost. No, no, true. He missed one pen earlier this season. Was it Leicester? That's the only one that comes back and, and, and get to mind where he misses and then obviously we lose the game. I think Fabinho looks like a better penalty taker. I actually think James Milner's a better penalty taker than Mo Salah as well. But, but he's not. But that's the point. Milner's our penalty taker, but Milner's aged out. So I don't think he is, though. Sa- no, but, yeah. he, but he was. Yeah. He was our penalty taker. But if, if Milner and Salah were on the pitch, Salah would take the pens now. I'm, yeah, yeah now of yeah, course he yeah. would, but that's that's what I mean. Because you need, yeah. because Salah gets it because he's just in the team. My point on Fabinho is he's going to play. He's going to be yeah. in all them big games, yeah. all those decisive. I, I say I, I think Salah scores more goals because of it, because of the confidence that he gets and the form that he gets from scoring goals. So you might miss a penalty, but if you don't, if he's not informed to score the next three or four goals, mm. then you might lose more points. Yeah, I, I think I'd stick with. I think Salah. I say I think I'd stick with him for now, but. I mean, listen, we're in a lucky position now. Again, we saw this in the penalty shootout, by the way. We've got a lot of good penalty takers. In, in, like, how good was Virgil's pen, by the way, in, yeah. in that shootout in Orden? Trent's absolute bullet as well. So we've got pen takers in the team, which is always nice. What I like about Fabinho is that he, the power he got on that and uh, was outrageous. Because he, he, he he's the opposite. He has the little short run-up. Mm-hmm. And the, he's, he's an outstanding... We came to he turned up with the reputation of being a great penalty taker. He's proven it recently. He's, he's, he's On record, and I looked into this going into the Carabao Cup final, his record is far superior to everybody else's across he's, the course. He's, he doesn't miss, does he? I think he's missed one. 
over the course of like I think it was twenty at the time. It might be twenty two now. Yeah. Uh, thinking about it, but I mean, it's he's he is the best penalty taker, but that doesn't necessarily like you know. It's a captain thing, isn't it? Like, it does not necessarily have to be your best player if you're getting other stuff from it. My my problem with it is like Gerard had this for a little while. Have Gerard... you got a problem with Salah taking penalties? Yeah. Or is I, it just I think there's a lingering this? Pro- I think there's a lingering problem. I think I think there's an issue there with it, in so much as we are entering into a part of the season where we're, we're going to face penalties. I think we're going to see pen- penalties are going to matter a little bit more, and I would be much more relaxed knowing Fabinho was taking them than Mo Salah because I think the problem with Mo Salah is he's always got a point to prove and I think he's got too many points to prove I think we saw I mean look the, the fact that he had like the equivalent of the Death Star's laser pointed at him in that game against Senegal certainly doesn't help help his cause any but and again, look again. It's it, 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 I think it's probably an optic thing as much as anything else because he is a good he's a good penalty taker. He is, but I do always feel like he. I think he can. I think he can get better. So what the point I was going to make on this about Gerard is Gerard took the penalties because he was Steven Gerrard, and it's like I'm Gerrard. I'm the captain. I'll take the penalties. But he wasn't a very good pen taker. But he became a very good pen taker because he took lots of penalties. And I think I've seen Salah getting better lately. But then. He still has that thing in him where I think he goes, I'm just going to twat this. Whereas the ones where he's taken up until recently, where he's gone, I'm going bottom corner, I'm going to I'm gonna whip it into the corner, I think is how he should be taking his pen. His pen in the, the, the Carabao was wonderful. And that, yeah, you're right. It, it, I, I still get a feeling like he just, it's almost like the, the Alan Shearer, Stuart Pearce, Julian Dix method. I'm just going to absolutely yeah. welly this and hope that if you get something on it, it, it blams past you. Fab looks like he's got a bit more about it, but I'm with, I don't think you can take it off him now. Uh, I think what I think it does more harm than good in, yeah. in, in terms of the whole the whole thing. I mean, in the summer, if Jürgen says, listen, day one, just let you know Fab's the pen taker, yeah. it would make more sense. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you can't there's do it now. T- there's a slight danger here, and Liverpool are going down this path with Salah of... He's the best player. He's going to end up on the biggest wage. He's going to start, and, and he ends up being the pen taker by default because he decides I'm going to be the pen taker. If he's going to be the pen taker, then I want him to be better at penalties. Is kind of my is, is kind of my point because I think Fabinho's the best pen taker at the club, and that's a weird world where we're saying let's not have the best pen taker at the club be the penalty taker because we want Mozart to feel happier about himself, you know, and. It's a, yeah, that's my, my my only lingering concern, and it's a very minor one, to be perfectly honest. Uh, right, we're going to talk more about Mo Salah, uh, his contract situation rumbles on. There were some heavy rumours over the weekend that it was all agreed. Uh, Jürgen Klopp has been speaking about it. We're going to have Jürgen Klopp talking about that in a moment. Uh, but yeah, coming will... in. Come on, Jürgen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's turn that to podcast listeners and be none the wiser. Um, yes, anyway, there's a, the incredible new Mohamed Salah mural. It's gone up opposite the King Harry pub uh, in conjunction uh, with the likes of Hotel Anfield who, who are trying to get the Anfield Road area spick and span to make it much more of a destination um, around the ground and uh, improve the local community and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we have got the world exclusive behind the scenes documentary about it. It's going to be going out on our YouTube channel. So we're going to give you a little uh, a little trailer on that and then uh, you're going to hear Jürgen Klopp speaking about the uh, Salah contract situation. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Anfield Mural Guide, an exclusive documentary, is available to stream right now on Redmen Plus. Head to theredmentv.com today. I'm happy with it because it's uh, it's nothing nothing new to say. That's good. It's just it's just good. The, the, the decisive part parties are talking to each other, and that's all I need. And that's it. You might not have scored an open play or whatever. Maybe a penalty here, or there. I don't know. But it's not too important. The, the thing is, for me, it's the performance level is is, is for me important. Um, the threat is for for other teams. Um, how it brings players together in the moment. When he, when, when he gets the ball, I think two or three players are, are going for him in these moments. He could decide sometimes in a better way, no doubt about that, pass the ball quicker, um, all these things. But it's a tough tough period for Sadio, uh, for, for Mo and for Sadio, like with the African Cup and then the games, it's like coming back, being immediately for us available again. Um, that was really, really special. And um, so, and that's completely normal in a season that you have these little things. But these boys, it's just not like this big. Changes, but it's it's still there. And um, but um, we see him every day in training, and um, we see him playing. Obviously, there's nothing to worry about apart from that. We have to manage the the, the physical the physical part as well. Um, of course, the player, these players will not come to me and ask me for a break, so I have to give them the break in a specific moment, and then um, we, we hopefully together use that little break, and then from there we go again. But that's it. 
Yes, uh, if you want to check out the Mo Salah mural documentary, 4pm Wednesday on our YouTube channel, uh, and also it'll be available on Redman Plus as well, if you just want to go to the one-stop shop for everything that we do. Um, yeah, John Shaw's incredible work once again, and yeah, big shout out to the Hotel Anfield team uh, for everything they've been doing in and around it as well. Um, yeah, Jürgen Klopp, I mean, uh, he, at this point he must just be so sinfully bored, he's not adding anything to the discourse here. All he's done is been asked the question, and he's he's... He's not added anything to the discourse. It's almost the news. No news is the, is the news on this day. He's not said anything that set the internet on fire this time. Good. Um, I think we, we. I remember you. I think you said it at the weekend when all those rumours were going round about how oh look it's agreed and lots of the newspapers had it. It all seemed a bit. It didn't quite carry the weight or legitimacy that I think a lot of the back pages were kind of trying to. Yeah, Sunday papers is a bit different, isn't it? It's a different journal. It was all, actually it was John, John Richard, wasn't it? It was in like five different outlets tends to happen on, on Sundays as well, where they all get the same one. Yeah, listen, he knows his, he does know yeah, he's had connections with Liverpool. He's been on press box the show that you appear on. Like he, he does know his Liverpool stuff. And listen, it might be it might be that he, that someone somewhere said to him, "Listen, Sal's going to stay now. It's about the money." I think we all kind of assumed that. I think we all knew that Sal is probably going to stay at Liverpool. If the money's right, um, our mate from Egypt's kind of led, uh, the sportsman. He, he's kind of led on the same thing as well. I saw for Bicho Romano tweet like you know, Barcelona isn't an option. Once they Liverpool, go sort the money out. That's where we are. Nothing's changed on that. Whether that that might take a while to sort out, there's got to be some type of negotiation, some type of agreement made, and it's not going to be easy because, like I say, why would you rush it if you're Liverpool? You're about to give the biggest contract out that you've ever give out. Why does Mo Salah need to rush into signing anything if he's not completely 100% okay with it? It's, it is. The issue we've got is that it's it's kind of in the background a little bit and, and listen, we're past that because we're talking about it right now so you've got to be careful. But like, it's not going anywhere until it's either signed or he's not. And Jürgen's right now, he's just not going to mention it on. He, I think he learned his lesson last time when he spoke about it and it caused a massive issue and he got, you know, got Rami with his, with his emojis and all that. Like Jürgen's now knows. The people who are talking are talking. We just manage more the player. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The encouraging thing is that they're talking, and that's what that's what we need to take encouragement from because that means negotiations haven't broken down. That means that they're at the table and they're they're, they're getting the the pen out and the things going backwards and forwards. And I, one thing I will disagree with you about today is from the people that I've spoken to, a lot of people don't think he's going to sign the contract. Like you know, the, like the people in and around this building and stuff. I, I completely agree. Everyone's like, yeah, it'll just get sorted. But I was speaking to my mechanic the other day. You know, <laughs> lads in the pub were coming up to me on Friday night. And everyone I've spoken to at the match who's to come and said hello, like Salah's contract doesn't look like he's going to happen, does it? And stuff. So and it's born out of fear more yeah. than anything else. Because it doesn't make sense because because everyone's got it pegged in their head that the second we get to the summer and it's and it and it's not being agreed, that's it done. Because you're left with because we I mean, look, we've seen this happen plenty of times. You've got a you shit or bust by the summer. Whereas I don't think it's quite as cut and dry as that but the window we I think our, our logical understanding of it is that the window's getting shorter and shorter because you, you're on the countdown to January when he can sign a pre-contract agreement with someone else and it'd be mad that Liverpool would leave it to that situation but the brinksmanship can, is allowed to continue I think it's got until this summer really to get kind of resolved I wouldn't be shocked yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've said that along I wouldn't be shocked if he leaves he'll leave on a free next summer that's my thinking mm. if he doesn't want to sign a contract Liverpool I think will keep him for the other year you're better having a year of Mo Salah than you're getting say 70 million quid you're better just having Mo Salah for a year and that's kind of where I'm at with it now unless unless listen 
they desperately need want that money because they think, all oh, right, well that gets us X, Y, and Z from another player. But I think I think Jürgen and bear in mind Jürgen's not going to be if, if, by his plans. He's getting off in twenty twenty four as well, so he's probably thinking, I can buy the next lad for the next lads, or you know what, let's just have a year and more. I think there's a long time to get it sorted. And like I say. Even again, you saw this Egyptian sports minister. You know, I, I, well, can I just read the quotes on this? Yeah, by the on. way, so the Egyptian sport minister said, "I met with Mohamed Salah at the airport after the end of the Senegal match and the failure to reach the World Cup finals, which is a very wordy sentence, uh, and said to him to forget what happened and focused on what's next." He told Egyptian radio. Uh, he then went on to say, "I have advised him to continue his journey at a club other than Liverpool, but his direction now is to renew his contract with Liverpool." There are campaigns against Salah directed by some to bring him down. But I asked him not to pay attention to them. Yeah, is Weird. that within Egypt? Again, that might be within Egypt. But listen, Mo Salah, by all accounts, you know, everyone slags for a bit Romano off sometimes and thinks like he's a bit of a chance. And listen, maybe he is. But I think yeah, he's absolutely. got. I think he's got a direct line to Rami. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the story's come from, or mm-hmm. someone in the Salah camp. The, the, the story's not changed. Mo wants to stay. Mo wants more money. Liverpool, are you going to give Mo more money? The fact that they are talking, like Chris says, is that there is a negotiation there. Liverpool haven't just gone, here's the offer, take it or leave it. If that was the case, we'd know by now. So, this just like, the thing is about the Salah thing. Liverpool don't need the, the second. Well, for a start, if it's money's an issue, and it's this is daft, but the sooner you sign into that contract, the sooner you're paying him twice as much money. So, you're going to pay him an extra. You save five million by doing it in the summer. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, oh, not far off. Two, maybe. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But the flip side on that is, though, you can say you can write in the contract. This comes into effect. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you can like so. It's it's it, there's ways of mean there's ways around it. The fact is, it, it, again, I don't mean to repeat it too much. Is that someone's got to someone's got to change their mind. For most Al to stay, he's got to maybe accept a little bit less. Liverpool have got to offer more, or maybe there's a shake hands in the middle look, kind of job. But I look at there's lots of different factors in this, and again, there's no to the point. There's no rush on anyone to agree this now because it doesn't really matter because there's first footy to be played, and it might make everyone like go breathe a bit easier. But there might be people who looking and going, I think we think it'll be- benefit Salah's mentality to feel like he's still got to fight for this. You know, if you want to, if you if they feel they're getting five percent more juice out of Mo Salah because he's trying to. This is just adding to his like things I've got to prove. Then that's only going to benefit Liverpool for the rest of the season. And not to say that he becomes worse for getting it agreed, like he relaxes all of a sudden. But there's loads of these little bits and pieces that we don't necessarily think about. Things like now we know that Salah's not going to be playing in the World Cup in winter. That's good because now Mo Salah gets the summer off and he gets the winter off as well. And so you know that that's that's just adding value to him that's adding time onto his career because he's not having that robbed by going away and, and being ruined by Egypt and, and, and major tournaments I, I, I agree with everything you said then and one thing I would say is I look at stuff that happens in the in and around the games because I think that plays into exactly how Jürgen feels about Mo A he's starting him every single week you know he's feeling like he's training well because he's got options if he doesn't want to but the biggest thing for me is he took him off on 62 mm-hmm. You, if you're trying to keep Mo happy, yeah. you do not take him off on 62. He didn't spit his dummy out. He didn't go off moaning or anything like that. He was the right substitute as well because I don't think he was playing as well as Jota or Firmino, mm-hmm. and he took him off. He wasn't scared about it. You know, He wasn't keeping him on to score his goal in a game where you really need to go and get the victory. It was... He's sad. I'm going to take him off for 62. It's not. It's not something he very. He very rarely does that. Yeah. So in the middle of a contract negotiation, to be able to be confident enough that you're not pissing someone off, I think that's brilliant. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you whether I 
guess that he's going to stay or I guess that he's going to go because that's what people are doing because I don't have any information of whether they're talking or whether Romano's got Stop a Stop asking mate. him in the pub. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> this is the point. Everyone's just guessing. So guess right or guess wrong. Like, you know, you don't hold it over to what I told you. You guessed. Yeah. You fucking didn't have any more information than the rest of us. We're guessing. We had a conversation You're last week about whether point, Arsenal yeah. or Tottenham were going to finish above each other. We all guessed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I told you what it is. Look at the pundits at the start of the season who guessed that Liverpool weren't going to be in the top four. Yeah. It's not based on anything, but it's just opinion and guesses. It's Beckford's guess, by the way. <laughs> the best I've ever seen. Didn't even have us in the top four. Yeah, good play. Loser. Fair play to him. Like yeah. I say, I, I actually, th- the, the, I know the sport ministry thing going back to it. I actually think that's a positive as well. If that, if I mean, listen, if that conversation happened, I'm, I'm guessing it did. Like, Mo Salah, his intention is to stay at Liverpool. I think I think that's what that's the difference. I think with Emre Chan, his intention was to leave Liverpool when that contract situation went down. When Genie went, I actually think it was Liverpool's intention to let Genie go yeah. um, as, as a as a collective. The club, like whether you're going to agree or not, I think the football you, club, yeah, Michael the fo- Edwards and Julian Ward decided club. it was time for Genie to move exactly. on. Exactly, very much wanted him to stay. Yeah. Whereas Mo, I think everyone Mo's in the camp of let's keep him. I imagine Julian Klopp and and even Michael Edwards, even though he's on the way out, their intention is for him to stay. That's the diff. That's the difference. There's with so it. many. Just, again, there's just so many factors at play in this. And again, it's it's who are the suitors for Mo Salah? Yeah, because I haven't seen. We we see bits and pieces, but there's not there's not been any. It's Madrid. They're the they're the long time suitor. Yeah, that's it. But uh, but they but also they're not are they? You know what I mean? Because there's, it's like they want Mbappe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you he might I, be staying at PSG, which opens yeah. the door for Madrid. That, exactly. That, yeah. you know, this is this is, and this is my point on this: is that there's no concrete like these are sniffing round. There's a, there's real definitive interest because the real definitive Mbappe to Real Madrid. You can unequivocally say Real Madrid are desperate for Mbappe. They've been talking about it for, for ages, so you know that's a likely path. You, we've got a, a, clo- a closer idea that Haaland to City feels more, feels like more of a thing. But the Salah stuff is that what happens is so dependent on those other things. He's no one's first choice. He's no one's choice. Exactly. Exactly. Apart from Liverpool, there's no one out, no other football club out there who are like, we're going to move heaven and earth yet. And that might change to make sure Mohamed Salah happens to Also, us. I think that clubs are clubs are still wary about the losses that they had over COVID and all that type of stuff. And I don't think anybody wants to set the bar post-Covid yet. I think collectively, if you sat all the clubs down and went, let's get out of this £200 million bracket for top players, they'd all probably shake hands on it. So they actually don't know where to pitch at the moment. Yeah. Like, what's a good offer? You know what I mean? Barcelona got the got you know bit and big time for Coutinho and they don't want to go back up to that range yeah. because it's risk at the end of well, the day. Well, it's going to be, this is the thing, it's going to be PSG or City who are still capable of setting the bar because they flagrantly don't care. Because they'll just find. Well, they fill the grounds work. every week, Paul. Well, absolutely. I know all the commercial revenues, obviously. Of course, they've got the best commercial team in the world. Yeah, definitely. Biggest club. He won't go to Man City, and he, he could go to PSG because they will they will pay him whatever they want. You know, he, they'll make him the highest earner. Well, that, they probably won't. Will he? That's the funny thing oh. about it is he won't even be the highest earner in the world because because Messi's there. Mate, he's got one album there that goes. Don't come here, lad. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. stupid. Delight here. And they've got but Messi exactly. there who's not like like fucking done anything for the Champions League hopes. They've not they've not proved they can win a Champions League. We have. Exactly. We've proved that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Go PS- go and be go and play eight games in the Champions League. Go go to a club that can win it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the and, and that's Bayern it, Munich, it? Man City and Liverpool are the three clubs right now I, I look at that, that can win the Champions League yeah. or can challenge consistently every season. Yeah. Chelsea obviously up there, whether they're gonna challenge this season, I'm not hundred percent sure. They're the clubs. 
and he's at one of them. Yeah, exactly. So where'd you go? Exactly. Exactly that is that they're the two clubs who can definitely just who have a flagrant disregard for, for money and value, and they'll be the ones inflating the market again because that's what they do. But I don't see how they can inflate the market with Salah because Salah's whole I think Salah wants to win and he, you know, he wants to be the best player in the world, and you can't be the best player in the world at PSG because if you could, Neymar would be the best player in the world because he should have been because he's the heir apparent. To that, and everyone's forgot, almost forgotten he exists because he should have been the next in line. Mbappe's done okay though. Yes, but yeah, but he's, but he's going to move exactly. But yeah, he, yeah, yeah. On Salah again, the, the, the main talk was like he wants to stay. There's no with those other players. There was talk he wants to go. Haaland wants to leave Dortmund, and Mbappe wants wanted. I don't know if he still does. Does report to the effect. If he would have went to Madrid in the summer if there was a deal done, we've not heard of Mo Salah wanting to leave Liverpool. No. Coutinho wanted to go. All these players wanted to leave. Haaland knew Dortmund was a stepping stone when he went to. And it was Dortmund. a great and it was a great <laughs> and was, decision. Yeah, and exactly. a, you know, get the get the release clause in, box it all off. Sound like that's that's the main factor here. Mohamed Salah wants to stay. It's just got to be at what what the cost is and what the dough is. Um, and, and sorry to riff off your point and, and add to it. Mbappe went to be a He's from Paris and he knows he can't win it and he wants to move. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a whatever the opposite of endorsement is. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's damning for PSG yeah. when someone from Paris wants to leave because they don't think they can achieve what they want. It would be like Trent leaving. Club. It was like when Gerard was going to go to Chelsea, wasn't yeah. it? It was, a, it was an indictment on Liverpool and where they were. And, yeah, and, no, and, exactly, exactly. and that's the point. You're right. Mbappe's done well to a point, but he's. He's only two seasons away of I'm not winning a major honour of being a he's not fulfilled his potential. You know, he's still young enough that he's ready to to step up step up again. He's it, luckily like, you know, he plays for a really good country as well, Mbappe. So I don't think work out like that with him because yeah, World Cup in his back pocket. But yeah, he needs to go and he wants to be the best player in the world and you can't be the best player in the world at PSG. Yeah, exactly. Exactly exactly that. It's um so and I think that's one of the comp the, the why Liverpool's brinksmanship is carried on. We look, we signed Diaz because we wanted Diaz and Tottenham were going to buy him. So we went, no, we're not having that. We'll go and get that sorted because we had the hand, we had our hand sort of forced a little bit in that regard. It strikes me that no one's really forcing the hand. It's like it's it's a bit like oh oh oh, I'm Juventus oh, might come in. I'll batter you. No, look, I'll batter you. Oh, we're negotiating. Oh, we're negotiating. We're negotiating. Salah off for two hundred million. Fucking money, mate. Sign yeah. that. Yeah, you got all your money. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Until someone comes in, there's no point you can carry on with your negotiations. Exactly, and, and there's also this thing as well is that Mo Salah just put down a, but he's, you know he's played more minutes than anyone in the top in the top leagues this, this season. I'd, I'd want to have a little look at him at the end of the summer, to be honest, you know, because this might be he's handled it spectacularly, and odds are he will continue to handle it spectacularly. But again, it's all those things. Get to the end of the season, just see where he's at. See where he's at psychologically. See where he's at physiologically. Because look, at, let's be honest, Liverpool might win a bunch of trophies, and he might just go. You might just see that fire just dimming his eyes a little bit for for, for being here and wanting to be the guy who who, who does it because he's won. He's won everything. Hopefully, he's the guy who kicks into that gear of now I want to win everything again and again and again and again. I want to. I want to just amass a bunch of trophies like like Messi and Ronaldo when he was at Real Madrid and stuff. But again, there's no. Yeah, we Hopefully. should absolutely just pin his contract to the mural. Just pin it there, and he goes up to get it. And he goes, yeah, I don't need that extra hundred grand a week. It's fine. Look at this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Um, okay. So moving things forward, obviously Benfica tonight. I don't want to do too too much on that because obviously most people will be watching or listening to this after the fact. But it's more about for me about this week, and you know this is this is it now, Steve. You know this is this is our lives now. Big games every three or four days. 
hopefully the Benfica goes in a, in a positive sense, but it, it's City down the line. In fact, there was a, we had a super chat coming, which I thought really really summed it up uh, from Jürgen's Reds uh, for four forty nine. Thank you so much, mate. He says, I genuinely forgot we played today. City game is living rent free in my head, and that's kind of where we're at is that both these teams have actually got massive Champions League games against opponents who are going to you know will be throwing everything at them to, to to get past them and we're all kind of trying not to get our head, head pulled towards the Etihad at the weekend the fact that it's two legs helps doesn't it as well so you, 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 even if you know you can get well, we're boxed off anyway at the, other, at the other end of it hopefully it's the big because as much as I love the Champions League, the league's the one for me like at the moment. So that automatically just in your head becomes a, a massive game. And, and given where both teams are and what's to come ahead of them and all things like that, the fact that listen, our record there isn't particularly great um, as well. So there's a lot in your head that yeah, it, it's massive. It's it's a huge week. Listen, within I said this, I go away on 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 Saturday. I could come back and Liverpool season could be over, could be gone. Yeah, because they could they could be out the FA Cup, they could be out the Champions League, and the Premier League race could be over. It could be the other way around, where the quads still on, uh, everything's going fantastic. You could be out of one in two. It, it depends. Like that's why it's so big over these next, like say, the next four games of the pool play. Really, a season defining. And Gergen's doing his best to calm the quadruple talk down. I heard him say, you know, you know, even any any one more trophy, and we'll have had a really good season. And, and I, I do, I, I agree with him. Liverpool have had a good season, regardless. What yeah, happens we want now? Them to have a great epic season. Yeah, yeah, but whatever, like, reach for the fucking stars. You know what I mean? And, and if you fall on the moon, then so, so be it. You end up with a couple. But in that rainbow shining. I was the, thinking that yeah. reach for the yeah. stars. Oh, that, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, just, I didn't want. No, I didn't. I didn't want to get us copyright strike because my. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, why say, I, that's why I. That's why I should. Yeah, get, yeah. yeah. If I can't, they can't recognize. It, it might confuse you for Rachel from Escalade. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, me and me and Rachel. Uh, I don't know. Any, uh, and, and Tina. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm Hannah. Left. There we go. Are we and just... the racist one. I don't know that. Uh, no H. No. That's going to say. Oh, is that I knew him. I don't yeah. know. He, he got like wrongly accused of that of stuff. Being, yeah. Of being the yeah of, of being a paedophile because of yeah different H. Yeah. Different. We digress. We do. Back to where I was going to anyway. Back to <laughs> Liverpool and the quadruple and, and the quadruple and stuff. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll carry on with that. <laughs> when that rainbow shine is over you. Yeah, let's carry on. Uh, I'm at my death with S Club 7 tour. Wow. So Anyway, back where I was going to five girls different times ago. Yeah. Okay. Final girls large, yeah. Shout out to you, Chris Memory Girls Lab. Yeah. What? <laughs> Chris wants Chris wants rang me up, rang my house phone. That's how old we are. Rang the house phone. <laughs> I picked the house phone up and someone went. Shouted as fast as possibly can. Cheryl Tweedy is the fittest member of Girls Allowed and hung the phone up. And I obviously knew it was Chris because <laughs> no one else in the world would ever do that. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you're right as well, probably. Yeah. Anyway, back to back again, back to Manchester City. Reaching for the stars. Yeah, let's go back to it. It's because, and it's, because it's because they're so good. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. They piss you off because they're so good. Because this Liverpool side are one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. In this country, it just so happens they're playing in an era with another one of them. There's an argument like the two of the best English sides we've seen in the in the you know this century that like they are right up there. So that, that's the, that's the annoying thing about it is that Liverpool. We I know Liverpool can go to the Etihad and play a ten out of ten game and still not win. Yeah. And Man City, I think, are the only team in the world where I would say that we could play our absolute best and you're not guaranteed to win. Everyone else, I'd, I'd go like, yeah, we'll, I, we'll box that off. The thing I think that. 
and I like how Jürgen's approaching this about like, eh, it's, look, it's it's kind of cool. We're in a, we're in a quadruple chase. That's that sounds like yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna enjoy it. I'm not gonna stress about it. Don't put it, stress it was about the, it. It was the words that he used post Watford that really got to me, and I think that's kind of what you're coming on to. He's like, you know, it's not stress. It's an opportunity, and I'm telling the lads, it's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, we're not the favourites in any competition. He says, yeah. which means you know we don't have the pressure of being the favourites in every competition. It's an opportunity to win four trophies in a year. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna try and seize that opportunity. And and that's a that's just a switch in your mind, isn't it? That they've I reckon they've had people come in and talk to them as well yeah. about how you think about it, how you speak about it, how you communicate around going for these four trophies. Yeah, and I think that the psychological pressure from Man City, in which where it differs, because City and you've seen it in how their players and the manager have been talking about it for a few weeks now. They have got it in their heads, beat Liverpool, win the title. Yeah. And I don't think, and I think Liverpool are being very coy. I think Liverpool's mission is go and draw at the Etihad. I, I, and if you can win, if you win, laughing beyond beyond amazing laughing. But I think Liverpool would, I think Jürgen would be made up with a draw at the Etihad, and that doesn't put it in our hands. It, you know, it leaves us out, it leaves it out of our hands, unfortunately. But I think he, I think psychologically. Pep will be going for it, and I think he will expect Jürgen to meet him there. And I have a sneaky feeling we won't. I think we'll we will try we will go back to trying to you know try being more workmanlike in that game. And if an opportunity presents itself to nick it, then sound because for me they'll think I think they'll think they've won. I think that City will feel a draw is still a win. Because they'll back themselves to go and win every game of the season that remains. But I, I, I yeah, I, I've just had this thing in the back of my head that I don't, I don't think we'll get. I don't think it'll be done and dusted by by the by the time that game finishes. It would if City win. I think it is, but I think a draw. They will feel they've won with a draw, but I think psychologically a draw is just as good for us because. Because they think they've won. I think Jürgen goes for the win. Yeah, I, I, I think Jürgen yeah. goes for the win. And if you if you fall short, you get a draw and you're happy with it. I don't think he's disappointed with the draw. And I agree with you there. You've got to go there and break the spirit. As far as I see it, like you know what I mean. And I, I think set pieces are going to be key in this game. I think yeah. corners, you know, all those types of things, those small marginal gains that Liverpool have got. You know, Thiago for me is the the player that lets us play against Manchester City mm. because for the last two years they've gone. You play wide, you go full back and you hit it up to your winger and Thiago goes, no, we can play centrally through you and that's not what you're used to. And if we can do that, we beat Manchester City. I think Bobby starts, I think Thiago starts and he makes life hell for Rodri. You know, and Thiago's there zipping around Gundogan and all that and we just go toe-to-toe with them and walk away with the win. Yeah, I think, I I'm, I tend to agree. Like, I don't think Jürgen will take a draw now if you offer him a draw I don't think he would take it because it, but could... what I'm saying on this is that this idea that I, I just don't think we're going to let the handbrake off in this game because that's not how we play This what I'm saying about this about Benfica and what we saw at the weekend we've seen a stylistic shift from, in the back half of the season than we did from the start of the season this attack the league thing has gone completely out the window yeah and, and I'm not saying we do go out and like win 4-0 I'm, I'm talking about set pieces and those things which is which is yeah to the point is that what I mean what I'm, it's kind of what I'm saying is that it, this is not Robbo and Trent on the fucking edge, both on the edge of the 18-yard box kind of stuff. Oh, see, I disagree. I think it is. 
I just think I think I he goes. I, I think he, just don't think. I don't think Klopp is that anymore. I think not. Not. I, just, I think no. I think he just goes and beats Liverpool, and you react to you trust your players. But, to that, but I think Chris is describing Liverpool better. I think we're, you're describing this idealized vision of what we think Liverpool are, and Liverpool aren't, aren't really aren't that anymore. And we certainly not in those not in those. Yeah, Liverpool games. have times during the game where they are that though. Yeah. Of course they do. Like Robbo gets into the penalty area three times a game. Like you know what I mean. It is uh, them. Trent like... and Robbo play passive all game. Like it's still on. Virgil's yeah, yeah. got the big switch on. I just. Listen, if you're if you're saying Liverpool are going to be heavy metal like the when we went first walked up with Klopp, then yeah. no, that, that we're not that team. But there's a I, I think you've got to expect that Manchester City win every game after they play us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to just accept that. So therefore, you have to go and beat them, uh, and 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 that that's that is what it is, and it's it's, it is huge. It's absolutely massive. But they're, they're excellent. I need to be. I, we have to put that in mind. We're excellent too. We're better now than we've ever, than we've been. I think they're better now than you know the last time we rocked up. I. I I know it's mad to say because the title winning scene was so good and it was so, so good. Like, this squad's better than that. Mm-hmm. It really is. There's a, you can look at your bench, touch wood, and go, ah, you know what? We need a goal. Okay, Diogo, on you go. Lewis, on you go. That, that's where we're at. I'd love us to go into that game at the weekend and, and roll back the clock to 17-18 where we try and blitz... I mean, it would, obviously, we didn't do it in the Champions League, but where we go and try and blitz the early doors. But we, how do you beat Man City? You stop them scoring in the first half. That'll be the plan. That's what I mean by that. Is that by say playing for a draw? We're not playing for a draw, but you, you, we'll have a pool. That's where we be. understood, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. said you were playing for a draw. Mm. <laughs> when you literally said, "Yeah, going to take a draw." But that's, that's what I mean. But I mean, but we are, but we will. But that, I'm saying, in bro- broadly speaking, because I think Jürgen will be, Jürgen will be happy with a draw. I think both managers will be happy with a draw. But I think, I think sneakily, a draw is probably better for us because I think City will take, will think. That it's done because they will back themselves to win. But I think there's a side. I think, I think a win is better for us. I yeah yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, I think again, I, I disagree because a draw like it's psychologically better to be in your hands. Oh no, I I, I do, and again I, I don't what I'm saying, but I'm saying I understand that. I'm 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 showing an, an undercurrent to this is that Man City because they're so primed that it's in their hands. And a, and a win, a win or a draw is the better is a better result on paper for them than it is for Liverpool. That Jürgen always comes into these games. You know, he will always. He doesn't want to lose. Yeah, that's fair. More lose, than, well, more a, than a, loss end, a loss ends the title race. Exactly, so, yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean psychologically. I, I I wouldn't shock me if his thinking is we'll take we'll take a draw and we'll see if City can ride it out to the rest of the season. And I get because of what we saw in eighteen nineteen that. We might not do that because of priors, but historically we've seen Jürgen Klopp the, the, kind of the put prob- it on other people's The problem people's we've toes got with that complete approach, right, because it's nuanced, isn't it? That's what, that's what you're trying to say here, is that Liverpool don't defend with two banks. Liverpool's best way of defending is to catch teams offside and to switch it up for one game and just sit back in and hope for a draw is where I have a difficulty with the argument. Oh, well, that's because not what that, I'm saying. Because I'm, I'm so, saying, so I'm how not, do you go about getting a draw... I'm saying no. What I'm Stop saying them is the, the first. It's not necessarily sitting in with sitting in with banks, but it's how how much we commit to attack, how many bodies we commit to every attack that we do. And there's two Liverpools, and this we've seen it. First half Liverpool, it's completely different to second half Liverpool, and it will be more. What I'm saying, it'll be more of the same. Liverpool will play the game over ninety minutes. Liverpool are going to try and get the game done in thirty. Liverpool minutes. will be trying to play, make it a forty-five minute, half an hour game of football 
because the pressure will be on Man City more than it will be. See, I disagree with that. that. I disagree. I Liverpool go disagree. for the win in the ninety, but they just yeah. take the time about There's it. No, I, I disagree with that. The pressure on Liverpool to win. I, for me, I, did, I I can't agree with that because we need this win. City City will bite your hand off for a draw now. Yeah, but but again, psychologically, Pep Guardiola is a lunatic, and his the pre, you put if you get it half time at nil nil. That is no, more I, I, I don't advantage. disagree with what yeah. you're saying about get, getting a draw, being okay for Liverpool. I said that right at the start of this. I, I agree with that. But Steve's right. Them getting a draw is better for them oh, than, yeah, yeah. Than, than them letting us win. You know what I mean? You've got to break. If you want to break them, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's obvious. obvious. No, I'm not. Like, no, you know no, what I mean? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm not obvious. saying don't go and win. But I'm saying this idea that what I'm saying ultimately is, A, I don't think it's the worst case, but I don't think Jürgen is going to go and throw the kitchen sink at this game of football. I know, I know, I think we're going to go and win. That's what I'm saying. But I, I, yeah, this idea of we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to play exactly how we've played this yeah. the, since Christmas. 50, let's put it into a 10 minutes ago, he makes a substitution. I don't think he's throwing a centre half on. I, if it's not there, he's got a show. He's he's I don't think he's throwing. An, I don't think he's throwing an extra attacker on. Yeah, I think he's throwing a like for like yeah. replacement which striker. Is, which is my point. Is I don't. That's what I mean. Is I don't think we. I don't think Jurgen Klopp's mentality is all or nothing on this game. Whereas Pep's is, and that's why I think the psychological advantage is with Liverpool going into this. I, which, I think I, even I think, though there's more results that are technically more positive for Man City than there are for Liverpool because we're still the chasing team. Liverpool's because you that's to say you beat you beat Man City by stopping them scoring in the first forty five and Liverpool love that anyway. We love just getting on the ball, knocking it round, trying to dominate possession, <laughs> trying to frustrate what they do, trying to quieten the crowd, all that kind of stuff. Set pieces will be again will be mad. if we win this with a one one nil with a from a Trent corner or a, or a free kick or whatever. That's exactly how we will be. I think that's how we will be aiming to I think, win this game. I don't By think the way, that. I think if we don't win this game, City are most likely to win the league. Yes, I do. Oh yeah, yeah. By and on the balance of balance of it, yeah. But I also don't think, I yeah. And also, it's like, a risk reward thing. I don't think end. you can control a game against Manchester City. I don't think you can because mm. the pitch is going to be so tight. Because their high line and our high line. It is so yeah. You're, yeah, it's truncated you, in the middle. How of the can pitch, you? How you it? can't. You, it's got to be an attack. You can't control again because where you're gonna if you, if Van Dijk and Matic got the ball, they're getting pressed. Like you can't just knock it around. You have to go and try and get at them because there's no what you can't. They can't do it to us. They might have more of the ball, and at times they'll pen us in, and that's and we'll be strong. And at times we'll pen them in as well. I and, think this is going to be one of the worst games of football these two teams. See, have I, I, I I tend to go the other way. Remember the two one where they beat us? It was one of the best games of Premier League football has ever been. Two amazing sides. That's where we're at with this now. I see. This is the thing. I mean, look again. It's, we're all it's speculation, isn't it's it? Guessing. But Pep has changed. <laughs> we're back Pep, to guessing. Lads. Pep has changed how he plays against us because yeah. he hates. Because he it's knows, up to Klopp to change to win. Yeah, and it's whether Jurgen goes back to doing what used to work, but I don't know whether that works anymore against Man City because they defend they 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 put more emphasis on defence against us and not getting blown away. And I think we've changed our style to be like that as well now. So this could end up being I, 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 but to Chris's point, it might be a game that's decided by a set piece or a random moment rather than I don't see it being the Alex Oxley Chamberlain style. You know, we 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 blitzkrieg them, and that's that's how we do but it. That can happen. And that, oh, listen, it can, it can. Yeah. But I think it it's far because less likely because to happen than years gone to by. both sides. That's it, and it's just who takes those chances. You know, you've got to be almost perfect to play through City, and you've got to be almost perfect to play through Liverpool. And it's just who's more perfect more often yeah. that comes out the winner in these games. You're in the Etihad. You know, this is not Anfield. This is. 
you fool, you, we're, we're foolish if we go nuts at this at this game. And that's again to the, to the point. If you you play for a draw, but know that a wins you, again, you, you, the, the longer it's a draw, psychologically favors Liverpool. See, I City, just because City will feel because Pep Guardiola has told his team. That we win this game, we win this game, we win the league. So I disagree. I think he says we don't lose this game, we win the league. I think that that's really what he's saying. If we don't, if we got, if Liverpool don't beat us, we're we're winning this title. He should. That's what he should be saying. And but but look be. at the way he's been briefing his his players. Where they're talking about like they've got to come to the Etihad and they've got to do this. Yeah, and, that, and that's because they see it as Liverpool have got to win at the Etihad. Yeah, I just, and also like look at the game in Anfield, like worldy goals. Or deflections. That's what that you know. Kevin De Bruyne's goal is is just a fluke. Yeah. Off, you know, but but Phil Foden scores a really good goal. Mo Salah scores an exceptional goal. Sadio scores a really good goal. Like that's what it's going to come down to. Mm. It'll be fine margins. It'll be a bounce of a ball, a, a piece of individual quality. Eleven million. You know, tight tight fucking ball. Yeah, that, that's what it's going to come down to because yeah. they're just exceptional. It wouldn't shock me if this game was what I, what I say in the final 15 minutes this game is decided. I think in, it will anyway. I'd be shocked I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be shocked if someone's out of it by then. Um but and if it's if it's 80 because neither manager wants to get twatted. If it's 80 minutes and it's nil nil I think we are more likely to go for the win than City because I think that if if, any, if Pep, Pep would never throw an extra centre back on but he would be more inclined to go fine. Absolutely sound. We'll we'll go and win the next seven eight games, and we'll just piss this league. Now you yeah. are not scoring. But, it, would, us. but can, it can easily see a world where Pep goes does something nuts at that point, which might be the thing that totally undoes what we do. But also where the Klopp's, Klopp keeps, yeah, he holds on to his subs and, and he just waits for Pep to make that that random yeah. that random. Does Pep go more gung ho or not? That'll be interesting to see whether Pep can can Pep sit on a nil nil with 10 minutes to go would he would he dig deep on that I think he would yeah I think he would this time yeah that'd would, be yeah. interesting to see because I think I yeah, I wonder whether that whether I think they, they I think they're that. there to block us from winning ultimately that's what I that's what the City game the Liverpool game has all been about it's just make sure they don't win at the Etihad so the worst game of football that these teams are ever likely to no, Not because they can't, they, can't, they, they can't. City can't play a bad game of footy. They're going to play the way that they play. Yeah. We can't play bad they, games if of they, footy. If they play a nil-nil draw, right, they have the ball in 40 shots. Yeah. You know, just the way that they are, they, they can't change. We're not City aren't banks of four Watford in it, and we, we can't. That's why it can't be a bad game because there's no room for two-hour game. The myth, again, the, the, everything's in one-third of the pitch. We're there, and they're there, and every, all 22 and lads in the and, it, and if it's decided on social media that it's a bad game, then both teams pressed unbelievably well, and 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 it, from a defensive standpoint, it was one of the best games. And someone's goalies had the world. You're like that, it, 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 you can't you can't play. Like the one 0 at Burnley was a dreadful game for us. It was awful because they were just resolute dogging. The weather was dogging, dogging, dogging. They might have been dogging. There's probably his window open, his lights yeah. on. He wanted someone to join him and there's, someone to watch. There's probably a few lads in that Burnley side. I worked in a pub where dogging was rife. <laughs> I learned all the rules when not to go out into the car park. <laughs> <laughs> when to go out into the car park as well. Yeah, there's a difference. I used to have to pick a Johnny up from the, oh. the same spot almost every day. I didn't actually pick it up, by the way. I, 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 know, I, I was like, you should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to yeah. it. I'm looking for it's ne- I, I'm, If anyone wants to know, I'm nervous. I am nervous about that game. City yeah. are the only team that makes me nervous. Yeah. I hate them. I'm, I'm nervous, and something that you said right at, the t- right at the top of this is because the side. 
side that I think is the best Liverpool side I've ever seen and I'm ever likely to see might not be the best side in the country. Yeah. That's why I'm nervous. It's fear. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all born uh, yeah. out and of that. You I, know I, I mean? I, like I hated those Chelsea games. I hated the City game at the start of the season because what I needed you might them not to be, be good enough. And this is it. I wanted them to be to sh- just to let me know we're better than them. And the fact that we've drawn all of those games, literally, even like to the cup final, you know, we've not we've not definitively seen that Liverpool are actually better than these teams. So I, I agree on that. But it, it's I, it's there's a caginess to this, and there's defo or game of brinksmanship between Klopp and Guardiola that we see. And look, I, I hope it is a wild game because at least it's something to you know you you're less weirdly less nervous if it's just you score we score you score we score we have an NBA Jam style you know like fo- football oh, match. God, that would be horrendous. <laughs> <well. laughs> there's no scenario here that I'm thinking. Oh, this sounds good. But, yeah, but I've a good question though. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. You know, you, 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 I just it's got a Luis Diaz off the bench with that just. A, a bit of electric pace, or it's just got you know what I mean. It's got a, it's got a fine. Can it have a John Stones fucking oggy? That'd be amazing. If he's injured, is he back? I don't know. I don't care. The way Laporte was talking the other day, can we just have a Laporte oggy? A Bernardo Silva on goal. Oh yes. Because Laporte tries to clear it. It's and then watch that... Bernardo in the face. I remember Milner, Lovren, Milner in Rome, ball in the face into a goal. We win one 0 yeah. off that. That's yeah. And then Liverpool, as City are running to leave the pitch because they've just won one 0 Liverpool go and give Bernardo Silva a card of honour. Job fucking done, <laughs> lads. Yeah, absolutely. We're sorted. Yeah. There you go. So box it off, Jurgen. Yep, that'll do. Whatever. Divacarigi, late moments. Too early in the season for that. Matt, how would he get on the pitch? Matt, okay. Slaloming run. I know, like the Carabao one that got taken off. Trent free kick. Oh, I'll see your Trent free kick, and I'll raise you two Trent free kicks. I'm okay, so I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got one nil second ball from a corner written. To, <laughs> oh, just a, Jota. Vir- a Virgil header from a trend corner, clean as That's a whistle. That's what I'm... To wrap it up very quickly, I'm more confident now that we'll score against them because I think we've got more of that about us. And I, I, this is my, my point on all this is like the Guardiola thing is important on this. And Jürgen, the way he's keeping everyone cool and calm and stuff, Pep's head will go before Jürgen's head goes. And if you can make Pep's head go... Kevin De Bruyne's head goes and Sterling's head goes and they lose they lose the way quite quickly and it's yeah I just I've got just that final ten minutes I can just see that being that who makes who snaps first and I wonder whether Jürgen would just you know because Pep's like that lunatic counting every single possible possibility in his head out and what might he do what might he do and it'd be hilarious if Jürgen just did nothing and just stayed the same, just stayed the same and then Pep goes well okay well I've got no choice but to and he puts on some fucking random does some random shit that no one's ever seen before but in terms actually just it's like tying his shoelaces together um, but we'll see um Right, just briefly, because um, we, we will have a build-up show talking about this later on in the week <laughs> after Benfica. Um, Robin Hood sent the super chat in, says, uh, going for the throat is our best approach. We need the win. They would be delighted with the draw. Um, uh, we've got, but just before we wrap up, we've got a new show. Uh, so we've been doing Podcast Extra, which has been taking your slightly more hardcore questions. It's the stuff we can't broadcast on YouTube or on, on free podcasting services over on Redmen Plus. The first episodes are there, by the way, Podcast Extra. But this week we're doing the first episode of the LFC draft. These two are going head to head to pick a rest of the world Liverpool 11 all time Liverpool players. Chris is taking this as always incredibly seriously. Steve, I think, is either 
He's got a note on his phone. He's either this is all an act of like I don't really care. I'm gonna just go in, but which is either either way. No, I want to win. Okay, but uh, yeah, I want to win. So if you want to see it's really brutal because no nobody takes these things more seriously than Chris Page. <laughs> um, so you were sending be... me maps of Europe, like, <laughs> or, like, like does this count as Europe? Does that count as Europe? I was like it's fucking Europe. Yes, it counts. And he was like, well, both well, England have left the EU, Britain's left the EU. Are they in Europe? Like, yes, Europe. He was get he was. He was strict- I just like to know. Let the me rules. tell you the. T- I will I like tell you the rules. Okay. I was on a. Po- I'm going to read the, the time. I was on a show yesterday, and you were getting in my head. I was on. I was on the Apple preview, and you were literally texting me saying, "Here's my map of your bloods. I'm using this." I was like, "He's trying to. He's playing mind games here," and it worked. It did get him. It, it pissed me off. So there was. So it definitely worked. The biggest thing about this is that there's obviously Mo Salah, and there's obviously Alison Becker. Up, up for grabs and there's a couple like that but the, I, there's a big we're going to leave it to a public vote as well to decide who picked the best team at the end so yeah there's How a many lot of psychological warfare he's, te- he's texting me because you can be, search the countries this to find be, out whether they're in or they're not I've got a fucking rough idea like what's in Europe Okay. Are you, have you got? I guess. I'm, uh, I think Steve's going to play for a draw here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a draw's not a good result, Paul. <laughs> Steve needs but to win. We need to say, clarity the, the, who gets first pick is based on last week's who knows wins performance or this week. Well, just gone. And Pajak gets first pick. He, oh, he did better than me. He won the dough and he gets the first pick. So just welcome quickly to, before welcome we to Pajak go, FC, Precott. <laughs> Gazelle at Martin Skepta asked us, would you rather wallpaper your house with hashtag Pajak nudes or be homeless but be Chris Pajak? I mean, I doesn't feel like this is a question for me. 100%. Because I'm the nudes. I, I want to live in the fucking street. Yeah. Are you Chris? What? Yeah, he doesn't you say want you to don't want to be Chris? No, but that, yeah. I, 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 I don't mean anyone homeless. But, you, but you're Chris? Yeah, but I can look at pictures of naked Chris in my house. Oh. I do that anyway. What, would you, do? Uh, what uh, would you do? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> right, Sam, we're going to wrap up there for the podcast. Thank you so much. Do download Who Knows Wins if you're into that kind of thing. Again, if you're not a gambler, then, then don't. You know, we're not going to, don't want to force anyone down that route at all, but we're having good fun with it. If you're the kind of person who does achas or whatever, but like, kind of wants a little bit more of a, a soft way of doing that, then do get involved. Fun with Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, get involved. There you go. Use that research your fucking new tagline. Finds out next week who's going to be wearing and, the and hat. You can go for draws as well. <laughs> if you want. Play for the draw. <laughs> Sometimes it draws a win. Um, sound. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back with another Redmen podcast next week. Do come over to redmenplus.com to check out what happens on the draft. It's going to be a bloodbath. We hope to see you over there. It is potentially the biggest month in our history. We've got loads of amazing content coming up on Redmen Plus. <laughs> You've got to fill this now. Uh, I, I don't. I'm just going to end. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you all soon. ta